Welcome to the Appalachian Baptist Network. We seek to equip, encourage, and engage pastors and church leaders in the Appalachian region. We focus on having conversations on church revitalization in the mountains and beyond. Your hosts are Matthew Jacobs, Brent Snyder, Jacob Gwynn, and Travis Tyler. Welcome back to the Appalachian Baptist Network uh, podcast. We have a very special guest with us today, um, an interview that I am certainly excited about. Uh, but we have uh, Kenny Kenny Rogan, who is um, the church planter in Aviemore Hope Church, Aviemore. We have been in partnership. I guess I guess Kenny, we're probably going on about two years now, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And so um, we we've we've got we've got to know Kenny over over the last couple of years, and appreciate him and and love his his heart for for Jesus. But uh, obviously, with COVID nineteen, things have slowed down quite a bit, and for us, at least here in the states, and I think in in Scotland as well. And so it's uh, it's it's been a little bit more difficult to. Um, to sort of stay in touch, but we wanted to we wanted to be able to touch base today and and to be able to uh, share an interview with Kenny and some of the things that God is doing in in Abbeymore. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> Kenny, what just to sort of jump in uh, full full speed ahead here, just share with us maybe what have been some of the biggest obstacles before COVID-19, and if COVID-19 has presented any obstacles, what, what are those obstacles to just just getting the church going? And I guess I guess we should provide some, some context here. Um, you have a core team of about how many people? Over eight. Okay. And, uh, and before COVID-19, you were doing two services a week, right? There was like a like a, a service that was more of a more of a more of a church service that was open to more people, and then uh, like a core team mm-hmm. Bible mm-hmm. study. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Effectively, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So that just provides a little bit of context for folks. So, um, Kenny, what what have just been some of the biggest challenges, big, biggest obstacles over over the course of this journey so far? Well, it's um, it's funny we we. Um, came along kind of tried to throw herself into the life of the community getting to know local christians we attracted like maybe like 12 13 local christians most of whom had either just moved to the area or were kind of spiritual nomads not really part of a church and 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 looking for something new and um I guess probably the biggest challenge has been like building that core team. So some people just moved away. God just took them back to where they came from. And that was really sad for us because they were sweet people. And some like chose not to stick around because we were theologically clear and, and kind of, we were clear about what churches and, and like wanting to be a, a community of, of gospel love and um, centered around the gospel, loving one another, loving the world and people that like, I just want to go to a service <laughs> and uh, or or no I don't like you being clear on what the bible says about x um 
so that 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 was difficult. Um, and just gathering a core team has been has been the main challenge. Um, meeting people who are not Christians who are interested has been surprisingly easy. Like we, I thought that would take years before, we, or like certainly months and months before we could do like some kind of discussion group with non-Christians and have non-Christians coming along to our services. But but that's happened quite quickly. But what's what's been more difficult is finding healthy Christians or teachable Christians. Mm who who could kind of be part of of the core team of a of of a church plan some of these folks may well come back when we launch publicly but but for now yeah that's that's been a that's been a bit of a, a challenge um yeah um in terms of sorry you go no go, go go ahead go ahead i was just going to say in, in terms of since since covid we had a whole load of plans um about kind of how we were god willing with god's help going to build momentum for the plant and uh, amongst people who don't know jesus and, and amongst christians as well trying to, to build the team and like a bunch, most of those plans are basically in the ditch because hmm. um covid means we can't have meetings with with people but but what 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 god has done is he has uh, given us time to pray and he's called us to pray um, um, I was saying to Brent earlier, actually, it feels a bit like between the time of Ascension and Pentecost uh, uh, in, in, in the life of the early church, where Jesus just says, just go to Jerusalem and wait and pray. And they just, you know, Acts 1, 14, they just, they were together and they prayed. And that's kind of been what we've done. We've had regular Zoom prayer meetings. We're encouraging the team to kind of spend longer when they're not at work. Um, kind of setting aside time to really seek God for this plant, and yeah. and yeah, we've we've seen God work and and hear us and, and shape us in that. I kind of wonder actually if we will look back in five years' time and say that coronavirus time, where there was all these apparent challenges, was actually the most significant season in the launch of a healthy church in Aberdeenshire, um, because all we could do is pray and seek Him. Good. Um, so on the, on the topic of, of COVID-19, just so people have some perspective, Kenny and I were talking a little bit earlier and, um, the, the restrictions, pretty, pretty strict restrictions are still in place in Scotland. And, and you really still at this point don't have any idea when you might be able to gather again in person correct that's right yeah yeah the, the scottish government and scottish people really have been very in favor of restrictions and they are releasing them slower than the british government and that's popular amongst the country people respect the government and we are we're happy to to kind of be led by them and yes yeah, so it means meeting as church properly um, we just have to have to trust God. It will be a wee while. I think September is realistically the earliest we can we can think we could have much of a meeting. Um, maybe slightly earlier because we're quite a small group. But yeah, it'll, it'll take a while before we can meet in person as as church. Yeah, yeah. I think that's helpful for people um, for people to to hear and understand because again, you know, we're just you know we're just entering or you know some some churches are several meetings in now several weeks in to sort of resuming some sense of normalcy at least one one public service a week but i think it's helpful for people to know that scotland's 
feel a long ways, a long ways from that, months from that, more than likely. Okay. Um, so I know, you know, one of our big prayer concerns had been um, for you, for you all to be able to find housing closer um, to Abbey Moore. Um, you all were were able to 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 find closer, I suppose. Um, I know that that transition transition's been a little bit tough. Uh, maybe maybe on you, maybe on the whole family. Um, how how are you guys doing? I mean, you've been there. How long have, how long has it been since you moved now? So it's almost a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally, we're we're about um, this time last year. We were packing up our flat. It's um, yeah. yeah, kind of the thirteenth, I think, of June. We we moved. So about a year we've we've been here. So how's how's the family done with the transition? Do you feel like you guys are pretty well transitioned now and everyone's settled in or still working on it? Yeah, yeah, I think I think they're fairly fairly settled into the area. We started making friends, um or we've been making friends and that's been really lovely. And um yeah, 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 I feel like we've we've settled in pretty well. We're still in this place, Dalnean Bridge, which is about twenty minute drive from, from Abbey Moor and that's frustrating and in, in, in some ways we just trust that God's got a plan in it so yeah. we've been getting to know our neighbours here and um, a couple of Christians who weren't really involved with church have started coming along um, to our church we've got to know we're getting to know our, our non-Christian neighbours and just praying that we'll see a, a purpose in us being here but yeah we're still desperate to get to, to Abbey Moor really and um, I guess there's been encouragements and discouragements on that so encouraging has been the formal charity stuff that all had to happen for us to be able to get a mortgage that's all done praise god it was tough but we got there so now we have a mortgage in place we've got our deposit we sold our house in glasgow a couple of years ago in preparation for this so we're kind of all set um and we expected to come out of covid when the housing market opened up again for there to be of a drop of house prices, you know, it's just like an unprecedented recession that we're going into. Um, particularly in this area, there's, there's been real difficulties. We expected a house price drop, but it just literally opened up yesterday and there's been like a hike, like three more houses have gone on and they're like way more expensive. So I'd, I guess buy, sellers are still wanting to, to, to not acknowledge that prices might have dropped in this time. So yeah. we can't afford the houses as they are at the moment. But if they came down a little bit, we would be able to. So I guess we can just go to the sellers and say, we'd love to live here. This is what we can afford. We're not being cheeky. But if you want to sell your house, uh, we're willing to buy it. Um, so yeah, there's, I mean, there's about five houses of roughly the right size on the market in Abbey Moore just now, which is unheard of. Right. You know, you'd get five in a year potentially. And now there's five wow. on the market at once. So. Wow. Be great to pray that we get one of them. Just desperate to be there, particularly just uh, getting to know neighbours and stuff, and meeting people in the street. We just have so much more. We just say, God, why? We trust He's got a reason, but yeah, um, yeah, we'd really love to be be in Abbey Moor. Sure. So um, I asked you about some of the some of the obstacles, but what's been some of the most rewarding things that you've seen, um, sort of sort of on your journey so far? Um. Well. I'd say a, a few things. One has been just seeing the the team, the, the Christians who've kind of come along and been part of the team, growing in their faith and growing in the truth. And we're looking at Ephesians 4 just now. And it's just really exciting to see see actually people 
this group maturing in Christ as, as we speak the truth to one another in love, people learning to speak the truth to one another, people doing Bible studies one-to-one who've not done that before and are not for a long time. And these are just super exciting things um, sure. that I've shared before. There was a, a guy I played football with uh, when I first came here, been praying for the guys I've played football with uh, since here. And one of the guys is just super interested and... Um, I think he might have become a Christian. He's certainly really close to understanding the gospel and really clear, uh, really keen, sorry. We've been doing a kind of discussion course with him and his wife was initially quite antagonistic to the whole thing. And now she joins our Zoom services um, on on a Sunday. So that's just really exciting to see God breaking into, into this family. And uh, like we, we pray that over the coming months and, and years, we would see 15, uh, what, 15 households, one for Christ, um, which I don't know if that sounds a lot or, or not a lot to you, but in, in Britain, no, um, when there's not large numbers coming to faith for a small church to see that, that's really quite faith stretching. And we're crying out to God for that. And it's just really exciting to see actually, here's the gospel starting to transform a household. Mm. Um, so that's been encouraging. Yeah, and then and then again, just the, the the interested people I've met. There's lots of people who are not interested, and what is it they, they say? Ministry in Europe, effective ministry in Europe is low key, long term, and relational. That's kind of how people are coming to faith mostly in Europe. It's churches who are there for five, ten years. People who are there for five, ten years, loving them, chatting to them, chatting to them again and and again and again, and that's how. That's how it is with most people. But we've just been so encouraged to meet some people who are actually quite interested. And yeah. that's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we just pray that God might really work in, in those guys as well as in the other folk in the longer term. Yeah. You know, with the contextual difference here um, or that exists between maybe America and, and where you're at in Europe, I think, I think things like that are key for for us in in Avery and in our partnering churches surrounding Avery to keep in mind that uh what you just what you just said that ministry over the over there is um it's got to be low key it's got to be long term and it's got to be intentional and it's interesting i think i think we're actually seeing america move more that way it's becoming much more relationally driven than it is uh, performance driven, I guess, I guess you could say, um, you know, we, we talk all the time over here about, and we even talk on this podcast about how, um, you know, people aren't just dropping into the church anymore just to see what's going on. You know, you got to be able to build a relationship with them. And, you know, there, there are some benefits to being forced to be more relationally driven, um, because, Ideally, you're going to be producing stronger Christians, stronger disciples as a result. Um, but you you definitely see uh, you definitely see a decrease in 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 numbers or at least in um, in new growth even here in the United States. And so maybe maybe we we have a little bit of an understanding of of what that looks like, but certainly not to the extent um, that that it is over there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Kenny, how would you say? And and I know COVID, as we've talked, COVID nineteen has has obviously affected this. 
Um, but how how far would you say Hope Church Abbey Moore is from sort of officially launching? And again, not necessarily talking timetable here because COVID-19 sort of prevents us from having a timetable. But um, just how far would you say you are from being able to officially launch as a church um, in, in Abbey Moore? So from before kind of COVID and, and sort of January and stuff, we, we've been aiming for September for quite a while, kind of building towards September as a time when we would launch. And um, we were kind of slow to put a specific date because it's like, why choose a date in nine months in advance? And then, you know, it clashes with something. But we were thinking September. That, that was, that's been our, in our thought for quite a while. Um, this has probably put that back. If we can't start meeting again until September, I suspect we'd want at least a month, maybe longer, of just meeting ourselves to kind of get used to doing church physically again together and to get used to doing it in a kind of COVID context. But I think after that, hopefully we'd be... Um, kind of, I, I guess the th- the sort of three main things that were stopping us launch. The three main things we were kind of like, we, this is what we need is, is one is we just wanted time to become a healthy church culture, um, and and to to be particularly focused on understanding the culture of Abbey Moore, and kind of so we wanted time to work as a team, and kind of grow in our spiritual and emotional understanding of the community and and the gospel and church together. So we just wanted to take time to do that properly, um, which we're we're still doing. So that's not really held up at all. Mm -hmm. Um, The the other thing was space for kids to meet. So lots of the people who we kind of look at who are not Christians, who might well come along. We listed about 15 who were not Christians who might come along and they were, they represented like 20 or 30 kids or something. Um, So we were like, we need really good space for kids if this thing's going to go well. And we now have an option for that, that that the local church of Scotland, a kind of established older church have agreed to rent us some space um, where we could do kids stuff. And it's just across the road from where we'd be meeting. So that's, that's another thing that's kind of ticked off. The main thing, which is not a, it's not a game changer for whether we can launch or not, but it is important, and that's musicians. So we don't have musicians who could kind of lead our, our times of worship. Uh, at the moment, we use mostly use kind of like YouTube or this software called iSing, and it's just not the same. It's just not the same, and I'm willing to launch without musicians. I'm willing to launch using the iSing or using youtube type stuff but really rather not (laughs) so um yeah it'd be really good to just uh, if you were guys were praying for us that's kind of one big obstacle is is that and and we'd love to have more people on our team for launching we don't have to but it would be great to have just a few more keen christians to welcome people um yeah those those would be that's kind of where we are so i don't know I'm kind of holding it all lightly and trusting God will lead us um, at the moment. But I don't think we're far away. You know, we already have non-Christians, interested Christians coming along uh, uh, to our Zooms. We had that before COVID, people coming to services. And and, um, yeah, so I don't think we're far. Yeah. 
Well, good. And I think um, I think those things that you just mentioned um, for anyone here um, in the states that's listening to this, that's partnering with Hope Church Abbey Moore, I think that those are good prayer points to be um, praying for on a regular basis. And um, especially as as you just uh, pray for pray for God's will to be done in Abbey Moore, and uh, just pray that. Um, that that the church would uh, be firmly established and and would thrive in in the days ahead. Uh, Kenny, we don't we're we're about out of time here. Um, is there is there anything that you would just like to say to the churches of Avery and the surrounding churches that are that are partnered with us in this? Yeah, I just yeah, absolutely. I um I'd love to just give thanks to God for you guys, and we do give thanks to God for your partnership and. And the way you encourage us and get in touch and the way people pray for us and, and for all the support that you give us. We are really grateful to God for this partnership. And we are praying for you. Um, we don't see this as a one-way partnership. We see it as a two-way partnership. And we want to pray for you guys and, and give thanks to God for you for you guys. And yeah, I just want to encourage you all uh, to be strong in the grace that's in Jesus. Isn't it amazing yeah. that just by God's kindness, we have eternal life. We are part of the bride of Christ. And like we are, we are the cat that got the cream. We are the most blessed people in this world just because of God's grace to us in Jesus. Isn't that just absolutely breathtaking and an exciting message to take to the world? Yeah. Well, very good. Um, if, if you want to know more about um, what's, what's going on in, in Scotland, um, Hope Church Abbeymore has a, a fairly new website that has that has launched, and I'll actually put a link to that, if that's okay with you, uh, Kenny, in our show notes, and that way people can go on and check out the website. Um, it's a great website. And uh, it, it, any any other um, information or ways that people can, can get information that you would like to share, or is the website definitely the best way? The website is probably the best place. We have a Facebook page that we're we're trying to relatively new to, to to launching the Facebook page, but we'll be putting more and more stuff on that. So you can like the page and and kind of get the feed from that. And if people have got questions or anything, just email um, info at hopechurchabbeymore dot org, and and I I would love to to hear from you and 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 be in contact. All right. Well, that's. That's great. Um, Kenny, thank you for, for taking a little bit of time out of your day. It's, uh, it's early here in, in the States, but it's right in the middle of the day over there. And so <clears throat> I thank you for taking some, some time uh, out, of, out of the middle of the day to just, uh, to just share with us about what God is doing in Abbey Moore. We will uh, continue to pray. And for um, the folks on this side of the pond, uh, Kenny and I have already been discussing this morning uh, before before we started recording some other options and opportunities uh, for us to be able to connect with Kenny and uh, in the, the weeks and months to come. And so those will be exciting opportunities, uh, maybe even uh, for you to be able to engage with and, and ask some and ask Kenny some questions uh, and get a feel for yourself about um, the exciting things God is doing. And Abby Moore. So, uh, Kenny, thank you again for your time, and thank you for listening to the Avery, or excuse me, to the Appalachian Baptist Network podcast. And we hope to uh, we hope to see you next week.
You have been listening to the Appalachian Baptist Network. Thanks for joining us. If you have a question or comment for our host, please send an email to Network at gmail.com or send us a voice message on our Anchor website page at anchor.fm slash Appalachian dash Baptist dash network. Join us again next Monday.